politics and your faith, politics and religion. Good morning, Christian America. Oh, yes, we're going to delve into this topic today. We are going to enter the muddy waters in which politics and religion coexist, where they cohabitate, where they intermingle. And to separate one from the other is nearly impossible. We Should we even be doing that? We're going to talk about that and more this Friday here on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. So good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American t-shirt company coming to you again on another Friday. In the Friday podcast, we try to bring you a little information of what's going on around the Christian American community, what's going on around our country that involves the Christian American principles, the Christian American values that we hold dear, that we as a community believe in or that say we believe in or that supposedly believe in. And this Friday, as, as every Friday, we, we hope that we uh, provide you guys some information, some value that you can take with you to your family and to your friends and to your community, your neighbors, wherever it is that you are this weekend and spread some of this information, spread some of the knowledge, some spread some of the inspiration, information and education that we provide you here uh, via the podcast, via uh, other alternative uh, videos, via uh, articles that we push out or just informational post uh, content that we spread uh, on the various social media platforms. And today we want to get into something that's pretty near and dear to it seems like everybody's heart now. In 2019, our political discourse, politics are intermingled with everything, with everything. And there used to be a time not too long ago where it was commonplace uh, not to intermingle faith and politics, would not uh, not to intermingle religion and politics, and uh, because they they were seemingly separate entities, um, and it wasn't that long ago that that was the case. But here's why today is different, and some people have uh, you know try to take us to task on various political topics uh, that we post about, that I speak about, or that, uh, that, 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 that we've just voiced a position on. And you can take notice of the shirt that I'm wearing right now that is hashtag, it says hashtag pro-life because we are pro-life. You cannot separate our faith from the political issue of abortion and the right to life that we believe okay the abortion is the issue and we take issue with abortion and we are pro-life if you are a christian american you should be pro some people and some people would tell us that you can't bring those two things in combine those two things in the conversation you can't uh speak about political issues along the same lines, along the lines of your faith, because they should, that you, you should keep them uh, separate. Well, that, there was a time for that. There was a time for that when the vast majority of the political discourse understood certain things. And, and, and this leads us all the way up to about 2012, maybe a little bit before that, 
but for sure up until the 2000s. So up until the 2000s, there was a, a pretty common understanding about what life is and how life was to be valued. There was a pretty uh, common understanding as to what marriage is and how the sanctity of marriage is crucial within the society. There was a common understanding about the value of family and the the role in which the mother and the father played in the life in the lives of the children and the lives of the next generation and both sides of the aisle all sides of the aisle understood these truths these truths uh, were not made up these truths came from scripture and regardless of what side of the aisle that you fell on uh, you could argue about a bunch of other political topics, but nobody really argued over the sanctity of life. No one really argued over the sanctity of marriage. No one really argued over the necessity of freedom of religion and religious liberty that is spelled out in the Constitution of the United States in the under the First Amendment. Nobody under nobody disputed these things. Probably up until about you know as early as six seven years ago um probably as late as the 2000s since this time in the time that we live in today in 2019 the world that we live in today is infiltrated with political discourse over everything and it is what it is uh i'm not really concerned and we're not really concerned with all the political topics and we're not concerned with left or right or and, and whatnot. We're not concerned with political uh, people and politicians in general. We don't support um, any one person. What we support here is the biblical Christian American principles that are that are principles that are founded in the text of scripture that are founded in the text of the Constitution that are founded in the founding documents of what we are to be as individuals and who we are and how we are to to govern ourselves in the constitution of the of the, of the united states christian american these are the principles that we hold dear and so it's in this light and it's in this light that the content in which we produce the side of the issue that we are on has nothing to do with what people call themselves what groups of people that decide they're on one side of the ideological spectrum versus the other side of the ideological spectrum what we are concerned with and what we encourage you to be concerned with are with the issues at hand and when the issues at hand involve the christian american principles that we espouse that we seek to live by that we should hold near and dear to our hearts when when those issues arise then we ask that you pay attention we ask that you get involved we ask that you play a, a crucial role within the society in which we all live in to voice your opinion and that opinion we encourage to be the Christian American opinion, the biblical opinion, something that you can go back to in scripture and say, this is why it is right. And hence why I believe these things. And for instance, when we talk about pro-life, 
as I sit here with my pro-life tea. Uh, and I've already reiterated the fact that we are pro-life, but here's why. And this is an example I want to use to help you guys going forward. So when we say we are pro-life, you're like, okay, where in scripture do we talk about does it does it talk about abortion or does it talk about uh forming people if you go to jeremiah the book of jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 under the call of jeremiah scripture says the word of the lord came to me and this is jeremiah's voice the word of the lord came to me saying before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart i appointed you as a prophet to the nations what jeremiah is saying here what scripture is saying here is that jesus forms us in the womb god has knew of the plan beforehand paul reiterates this in ephesians chapter 2 when he says we are god's handiwork meaning god makes us and he says we are his handiwork and we are to do the good works that he has laid out in advance. Jeremiah here says the same thing, that you knew me before I was born. You formed me in the womb to do the task that, I've, that you've laid out for me to do. And Psalm 139, Psalm 30, 139 is from David. And this is one of the this is one of David's songs, Psalms, and he's talking about the the glory that he gives God for making him, for putting him where he is, for the for the blessings that he's bestowed upon David. Similar as to what we should all do. We should all be thanking God for the blessings that we have, that he has formed us in the womb and set us a path to then walk down should we choose to seek him should we choose to seek his words and in david uh in psalm 139 uh david says on verse 13 for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful I know that full well. He's giving confidence. He's given confidence. He, he expresses confidence in how well God's work is and that he acknowledges that God has made him and put him and given him everything that we have. So when we say that we are pro-life, when we say that, uh, that abortion is unchristian, is an abomination, is uh, not the right uh, path for anyone, that something that nearly everybody agreed on up until about you know eight years ago or so when things got out of control we have a reference point to point to we understand that scripture says these things when people say that well scripture says that you know god that life doesn't start until breath because genesis 2 says that god breathed life into adam the first the you know the, the first man he was creating the whole man. He, when he created Eve, he created the whole woman. Drastically different than knitting someone in the womb. This is the first man and woman. So anyone who uses that example as, as something that scripture would say to justify the murder of innocent children in the womb is lying to you. They're either wrong 
and dramatically wrong, which means they've never had a conversation, a biblical conversation. They've never paid attention to scripture and they're, they're just that misinformed or they have ill intent or they're trying to deceive you. They're lying to you. And it's crucial that we understand that. It's crucial that you don't fall for the devil's tricks. You, it's crucial you don't, that you don't fall for uh, the sleight of hand when it comes to Scripture. And whatever side of the aisle, of whatever issue that you fall on, understand that when they come to values, when they come to principles, when they come to the foundation of who we are as individuals, the foundation of who we are as a nation, that... The, you, you need to be able to point back to a specific text, a specific document to understand and to justify the position that you hold, to justify the belief that you hold. And when it comes to issues that affect the Christian American nation, the Christian American community, that affect the core of what people are, the core of what marriage is, the core as to what families are and should be and how to raise them and how to grow them in a manner that is best not only for the individual but for the family unit, for the community, for the neighborhood, for the uh, city, for the state, for the country, for us as humanity, as a society. That is where we will get involved. That is where you can no longer separate your religion, your faith, your beliefs, your values from the political system that exists. We wish it were not so. We wish that everyone could understand that being to allow everyone a chance to live is the best path forward for everyone. We would gladly welcome the time where everyone understood that giving each individual person the chance to live regardless of the of the parents economic status regardless of the potential dangers regardless of the potential rough times regardless of any excuse that one could give outside the you know the threat to one's own life with that exception, everyone deserves a chance to live and no one has the right to destroy a life. No one has that right because only God creates life. So only God can take it. And sometimes he takes it uh, before we're ready and sometimes he doesn't. But it's his decision. The world is his decision. We should not pretend to play God and determine who justifies life and who does not justify life. And when we take that, uh, that right away from Christ, when we take that decision away from the Almighty, the all-knowing, what we do is we risk things. We risk the future. We risk our own health mental health, physical health, emotional health, sp spiritual health. We risk things that people don't want to talk about. We risk, uh, which, is, which is an example of why 
people who go through traumatic uh, experiences in pregnancy have a hard time overcoming the traumatic experience. It's because doing something uh, that is unnatural, doing something that takes away the life and the future life of an individual, especially one which you're supposed to take care of, it has dramatic effects on the person. It has dramatic effects on the on the father. It has dramatic effects on the family. It can tear the future of the individual to pieces. It can create post-traumatic stress disorder. It can it has long-term negative effects in a variety of ways because the body, the mind, and the spirit and the soul are complex and they're not to be messed with by mere mortals. God creates life. God cr knits in the womb. God is the ultimate decision maker. When we take away these decisions, calamity ensues. When we think that we're smart enough, when we think that we are intelligent enough, when we think that we are powerful enough to create life and to end life whenever we see fit, we lose ourselves. We lose our humanity and the results will be catastrophic. There have been over 60 million deaths due to abortion since Roe versus Wade was passed in the 1960s. 63, oh, over 60 million deaths. Now imagine what those 63 million people could have contributed to the world today. Imagine the children that they could have raised. Imagine the problems that they could have solved. Imagine, imagine the, 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 it's the complexity is so expansive that you it's impossible to understand the positive benefit that could have come out of those 63 million people that's 63 million people that have been that had their lives have been cut short their lives were taken from them they were innocent they had no uh they had no say in the matter they were just simply stricken from ever having the chance to live and prosper and to do good things and to do the works that god had for them because people took it upon themselves to take those lives away and we cannot support that we hope that you do not support that we can't continue to simply practice our faith in the four walls of the church or the four walls of our household or within our little inculcated circles of you know christians and we have to whisper to one another what our belief systems are and it has to be completely separate of everything else that's going on in society when society is coming to change the foundation of humans if when the society comes to change the foundation of family when the society comes to change the foundation and to change the fundamental freedom of religion guaranteed in the first amendment to the constitution it is no longer the time to separate your faith 
from your politics. That is a time when your faith should take priority over your politics and you stand in the full armor of God. You stand strong with your Christian beliefs. You stand strong with the foundation that you hold near and dear, the foundation, the principles, the values that built this country, that built the people and the society in which on which we now stand. It's time to stop separating the two. It's time to start uh, bringing the two together when it counts. Understand that God is the ultimate decision maker. And the more we try to wrestle power, wrestle decision making authority away from him, the more that calamity is going to ensue. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you guys have a blessed weekend. If you want to continue to support the Christian American community, please do so. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. If you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, you'll be able to pick up a Christian American tee, tank, sweatshirt, hoodie, or a variety of other Christian American apparel. And you can be a part of the Christian American community by making a statement, going out into the world, saying and showing exactly who you are, exactly what you believe. If you believe like we do, like I do, that pro-life is the way to be, that you believe in life at all costs from the womb to the tomb, that you can pick yourself up a Christian American tea tank sweatshirt or hoodie when you go to christianamericantees.com also be a part of the christian american dialogue the community is growing our followers are growing our viewership is growing against all the wishes of social media against all the wishes of silicon valley against all the wishes of those that are behind the various algorithms and whatnot we the christian american community the good morning christian america podcast are growing our viewership is growing because of you your involvement, your engagement, your uh, in, in being included into uh, into our content, providing feedback to us, uh, and 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 sharing it, liking it, following us, uh, we you know we appreciate that. We cannot do, uh, and we cannot be as successful as we are being uh, without you guys on our side. So without you, there would be no community. And so we want to thank you guys each and every day. We have been at this podcast now for 11 months. Uh, we made you a promise back in uh, on January 1st of this year that we were going to step up our game, that we were going to be more committed to the faith, we were going to be more committed to the community, that we were going to continue to push information to you guys, provide you value, provide you inspiration, information and education in the biblical text and what's going on in and around the Christian American community. And hopefully we're doing that. Hopefully you guys are getting some out of it. Um, and we'd like to thank you as every week. And so until next week, until uh, Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.